And now, an Envision Financial podcast with Luke Smith on Canberra's 2CC. It's time to talk about our favourite topic, money. And to tell us all about it from Envision Financial, it's Luke Smith. Good afternoon. Mate, how are we doing all right? So far, so good. And we love talking about money. We love talking about making it. Uh, there's some things we don't like, like, you know, when we make a mistake and lose some. But we'll talk about that another day. Exactly. We're here today to wrap up our series on insurance. And we've certainly looked at insurance in some depth over the yep. last few weeks in different forms of insurance. Today's question, what is deductible and what is not? Because Mm. obviously, the more things you can deduct for tax purposes, the happier we're all going to be. Exactly. I'm I'm, I'm yet to meet anybody that isn't pro-deduction. So I guess part of the broader strategy here, and we've spoken in previous weeks about life cover, income protection, trauma, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Thinking about what and what is not deductible, we need to take a step back and think, what is the purpose firstly and who owns the policy and if we come at it with that mindset it can get rather confusing by thinking about the individual products themselves we need to first think what is the purpose and who owns it and a good example of that is this last week we spoke about life insurance life insurance can be held inside of superannuation which can be a default option for your fund depending on the fund that you're in You can also hold life insurance in your own name. Now, there are two ways to pay for your life insurance. If it's owned by superannuation, it can be paid out of your superannuation, and that would be deductible to your fund. If the policy is owned in superannuation and you pay the premium, what happens from a tax perspective is the premium that you pay, let's say I pay $1,000 a year for my life insurance, and the policy is owned by super, then I claim that tax deduction and it counts towards my $25,000 concessional limit, which is the maximum amount of money that you can claim as a tax deduction in super in any one year. So own it in super, generally deductible. Pay for it yourself, owned in super, generally deductible. The second part of what people need to think about is what is the purpose of the cover? And this is where things can get a little murky. Generally speaking, trauma insurance, which we spoke about a couple of weeks ago, which I'm a big advocate of, you have a heart attack, you get paid. That is generally treated as a capital payment. I have $500,000 of trauma cover. I get paid a capital sum of $500,000. Trauma is generally not deductible. However, let's say you're a business owner. And let's say you've got a key staff member or a business partner who is influential in the income that's generated for your business. I could say that I'm going to use a trauma contract to protect the income that that said person generates. So that if that person has a heart attack, I can be paid the agreed sum of the insurance and its purpose is to replace lost income. Now, for a business, I think this is very underutilized and a very powerful way for key staff to be insured to protect the ongoing revenue of the overall business. And where you are replacing income and it has an income purpose, it is generally tax deductible. So that's why I started by saying we need to think about the purpose and the ownership before we think about is life, TPD, trauma or income protection 
deductible directly. As a general principle, when we're talking about any expenditures and whether or not they're tax deductible, the question is, has this expense been incurred in earning an income? Mm. Um, And of course, obviously, uh, you could mount all sorts of arguments about your Mm -hmm. personal life insurance. Mm -hmm. But the bottom line here is that if you're holding it in your own name, you're Mm -hmm. paying for it yourself and it's not held in your super, Mm -hmm. it ends up it's it's not actually tax deductible. Correct. That's exactly right. Now, with the business example you just gave, of course, that's a much more clear-cut case, isn't it? It is a business expense, and therefore it it is is tax deductible Because the purpose purpose of the money that you receive is to replace income, and you would record in the minutes of your business that that is the purpose of that cover, and you could therefore claim the tax deduction. Now, one thing we need to be mindful of here is don't race out for a tax deduction without thinking about the tax implications And in that example, let's say you had uh, a younger person coming up in your business and you insured them for a million dollars of trauma cover and that premium was $2,000 a year. So you're claiming a $2,000 income deduction. Okay. Now, if that business receives that million dollars and pays company tax rates on that million dollars, right? you see where I'm going with this. (laughs) You need to think about where the money is going to be paid and the tax that will be incurred in conjunction with how much your deduction is because it may be advantageous to not claim a deduction in that example. So it's always about evaluating what is the deduction and what are the tax implications, especially in that trauma example where you could be insuring key people in a business. Income protection, generally speaking, owned personally, tax deductible at your marginal rate owned inside super, tax deductible at the super rate. Right. Now, what people need to consider here is, do you or do you not want a tax deduction at your marginal rate? Or would you prefer to have the premium paid by a super fund, which would free up your personal cash flow? So if we delve into that, let's say I earn $100,000 working in the government. My annual benefit or my monthly benefit would be $6,250 which is $75,000 divided by 12. The premium I pay for that might be $2,000. If I'm earning $100,000, my marginal tax rate is going to be approximately 39% at the top end. So I can claim that $2,000 of expenses against my taxable income at a 39% tax rate. That is far more advantageous than having that $2,000 paid out of my superannuation where you're claiming a tax deduction at 15%. Yes. So it's important that people first think, okay, what cover do I need? Secondly, who's going to own it? Because that could have a direct impact on the deductibility and the percentage of the deduction that you could take advantage of, like I've just pointed out there in the income protection scenario. Now, of course, there's all different kinds of insurance, and already we've seen the differences between different ones. Mm -hmm. Uh, Life insurance, if you hold it personally, it's not an income tax deduction, but income protection insurance can be. Correct. And now that's because the purpose of the cover. The purpose of the cover is to replace lost income. So an income protection benefit that you receive is taxable to you like your wages. Okay. And as so, you said earlier, if it's incurred in association of generating yes. income, generally deductible. So that point you made earlier was spot on okay. because the benefit you receive is taxable. Therefore, the premium that you pay is tax deductible to the individual. 
So what happens with the trauma cover? I know you've already mentioned that, but this is a complicated and confusing area. So if you hold it personally, life insurance, no. Income replacement, yes. What about the trauma cover? Trauma cover where it has a capital purpose. So let's say I had a mortgage of $500,000 and if I had a heart attack, I want $500,000 to pay off my mortgage. That is capital in nature and therefore not deductible. Okay. If I own a business and I insure, say, my barb, and say, right, without Barb, I'd be lost. I insure her for $500,000 because I would have to replace three people and pay their wages to replace her. That would be income to the business that I want. So that would be tax deductible because the benefit I receive would be taxable to my company. So it's always about thinking, where will the money land? And what is the purpose? If it's income purpose, generally deductible. If it's capital purpose, generally not deductible. Okay, well, that's interesting. But going back to the case of the individual person, mm-hmm. you raised uh, the idea that you might want the trauma insurance money to pay off your mortgage, and that's mm-hmm. capital in nature. But yep. what if I'm not paying off my mortgage? I've already done that, for example. Yep. And so uh, here I am, I have the heart attack, and yep. I get the trauma insurance. I'm basically yep. going to use the money for my living expenses and medical expenses yep. and so forth. Yep. Is that a tax deductible so situation? That, that would fall under the capital bucket. Because it's not the replacement of lost income. Okay. So where it's not replacing income or it has an income purpose, you might not have a mortgage. You might say, I just want $500,000 to have a massive party and (laughs) not go to work for five years and buy a place on the Gold Coast. Yep. And that's all capital in nature. Okay. Therefore, not deductible in that trauma example. All right. Now, lots of other types of insurance. Are there any other um, pitfalls that we should be aware of here? Yeah. One other thing I would I would stress is thinking about always consider where the money's going to land. Now, where a life insurance policy is held in a super fund, it's generally there for a spouse or for a specific purpose. Right. Now, it could be uh, to extinguish a mortgage, pay for kids' school fees, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. However you come up with your number, we spoke about that last week when we addressed life insurance. But if we think about where the money's going to go, here's a, 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 a trick for young players. Money paid to a non-dependent child out of a superannuation fund is taxable. Okay. Money paid out of a superannuation fund to a spouse is tax-free. Okay. So, as we said earlier, you've got to think about where it's going to land and the purpose. So, if you have minor children and your life insurance is through super, the benefit can be left to them or it can be left to your spouse. There are no tax implications. If you have money in your superannuation fund as a life policy and the beneficiaries are adult children, there could be significant tax implications because under the tax legislation, a child ceases to be a dependent at a certain age and therefore does not benefit from that tax concession. So if you've got your superannuation paying for your life insurance and you know the money's gonna end up going to an adult child, think about the structure, either move it out of superannuation or gross up the sum insured for the amount of tax that's going to be incurred if you're trying to pass a specific amount out to each child in that example. So it's very important that you start with the end in mind and as we say in regular, What's my why? My why is give my money to my spouse, pay off my, my mortgage, replace lost income, all of the things we spoke about last week in the, in the life insurance show. 
and then who is going to receive it because who receives it can have a direct impact on the tax that is paid. So it's very important that people understand why they're doing what they're doing and where the money's going to go to avoid a horrible surprise that, you know, in some examples you had a million dollars paid to an adult child and you lost 300,000 in tax. That is not worth a tax deduction, no matter how good your deduction is. <laughs> so again, that brings me back to, don't just race out and do it because someone else has done it. Understand and think about your why and know what you need, where you're going to hold it, because that will have a direct impact on whether it is or is not tax deductible. Indeed. And of course, when people hear the words tax deduction, sometimes their eyes light up and they think, oh, mm. beauty, I want to jump on that. Yep. And they don't always think it all the way through as to whether or not they're actually going to wind up in front. Yes, yep. there's a benefit, but is that yep. benefit uh, bigger than the other potential benefits that might be available by making a different decision? Correct. And the other thing I would also stress to people is, remember, this is about quality. The insurance industry is about the quality of your contract and having as many benefits payable to you as possible. And an example of that was when we spoke a couple of weeks ago on income protection. An income protection policy held through superannuation is far, far inferior to a policy that you own in your own name. And as we said just before, if you're getting a tax deduction at your marginal rate against the tax deduction at the super fund rate, by holding income protection through super, you could actually be robbing yourself of an income deduction. But also remember that Losing the quality and the inclusions of a contract and having an inferior product just so that you don't have to pay for it yourself. I think I stress to people, don't assume that holding something through super is the best way to do it without looking at the inclusions and the definitions because I'd rather have a policy that gives me as many ways to get paid as possible and pay for it myself than fund it out of superannuation and have an inferior contract just for the sake of addressing either the deductibility or the funding considerations yeah. that you may have when you take out cover. And I guess ultimately the bottom line advice is the same as it is for any other potential tax deduction. Don't do it just for the deduction. Do it because you need the product. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And I think the, the, the biggest misconception I see is, oh, well, that's in my super fund. Yes, it might be, but I've never had anybody come back and say, oh, wow, I got paid under that definition I'm so glad I've got this money. What a terrible problem to have yes. against, oh, insurance is terrible. They never pay because you have an inferior product that may be through a super fund that has robbed you of the ability to get some money that you would have otherwise been entitled to had you looked at who owned your policy and the inclusions and the definitions available. It is a complex field and that's why it's always good to get some professional <laughs> advice and uh, I'm getting that today from Luke Smith from Envision Financial and today we're talking about insurance and what is deductible and what is not deductible and it is a little bit more complicated than it might first mm. appear. So Luke, what are some key strategy tips? Well, I think the first thing people should do is always liaise with their accountant you know, get professional tax advice before you go making decisions just to ensure that as part of your broader business plan, personal plan that, you know, you can claim what you think you can claim and the structures that you want to use are appropriate and a good accountant will point these things out and say, right, here are the tax implications of receiving this, holding this, having this. Um, so that would be the first thing I'd do. I'd engage your accountant and make sure that they're across that. Um, think about who will receive the money in conjunction with who will get the deduction. In before the break, we spoke about that example of, you know, insuring a staff member with a trauma policy if they were unable to sell houses or generate their income. But if you're going to get a $2,000 tax deduction to pay 
28% tax on a million dollars, you may not want to claim the deduction and just wear that for the benefit of the tax saving when the money's received. So think about what will happen when the money lands in a similar vein. Before the break, we spoke about life insurance going to non-dependent children. Think about where the money's going to land and the tax implications because the tax incurred on your benefit may far outweigh the tax deduction that you've got. So think with the end in mind and make sure your why takes into account the structure and the person that's going to receive the benefits. If it's capital purpose in nature, remember it's generally not deductible. If it's income producing or the replacement of lost income, it is generally deductible. And those things can be income protection in your own name, a revenue-based trauma contract, life insurance through superannuation, either where the money's taken out of your super to pay the premium or you pay the premium yourself and it's super owned, you can claim that deduction. And remember that that counts towards your $25,000 concessional limit. So that could, if you do that, that could limit the amount of money you can put into super and claim a tax deduction. So be across that with your accountant. Also remember that if you super link your income protection, now that's where part of your premium is paid by super and part of it is paid by you. Generally speaking, the part that you pay is deemed a lump sum payment from the government it is not the replacement of lost income. And that can include things like specified injury benefits, crisis benefits, and all these other really good things that get you paid. That is generally not deductible to you. So we can't make the assumption that income protection is always deductible where you pay it personally. It again comes down to the structure. Um, they'd be the big ticket items. Uh, there's nothing else here on my list that, that jumps off. It sort of says, well, here we're going to miss something. So. Sure. And I think the, the, the fundamental basic piece of advice that always applies is don't just do something purely to get a tax deduction. Yeah. That's not the most important consideration. Correct. Because it's, it's the bonus. It's exactly. the icing on the cake. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, for me, there are, there are certain insurances that we've spoken about over the last couple of weeks that are almost a must. For yeah. me, if you don't have income protection, I think you're mad. You know, provided that you know you're not two weeks away from retirement and have twenty five million dollars in the bank. If your average person that has a mortgage and a job and is reliant on paying their bills and yes. their life, um, having income protection secures that. And I think what people experienced in COVID, whilst you know the claim on COVID is a separate discussion, it illustrates that things can come out of nowhere, things can go sideways, and your life, as you know, it can unravel very quickly if you don't have appropriate insurances. So you know, think that okay, this may happen to me. Um, and try and avoid, you know, blowing up a broader retirement plan through something that's not your fault. So, Luke, where can listeners get more information? Yep, 62604749. I think we're still taking some appointments for the balance of this financial year, but um, that's in the hands of Barbara when you call up. Um, envisionfinancial.com.au, we've got the, the website there and the Knowledge Centre. There's information on various insurance products and, and strategies. We've got the podcast, you know, the strategy stacker, Luke Talks Money on iTunes and Spotify, and YouTube, Envision Financial Canberra, where we can have all of the shows and all of the technical information, watch it on the phone and don't have to read anything. So... There's something for everybody. Something for everybody. Luke, thanks very much for joining us today. Luke Smith from Envision Financial, and we'll be back with Luke again at the same time next Friday.